I praise God that um, you're all here, and I hope that um, what I have to say can touch your hearts just even a little bit this morning. The topic that I chose is chasing your dreams. Do you remember when you were really young? Oh, and I'm up here. What? Oh, the kids. Thank you. I forgot. If you're a child and you want to go to activity time, please go. (laughs) I'm sorry, kids. I, I noticed that some had already departed, so. There is an activity time, so that'll be fun for them. Okay, here we go. We'll try again. Thank you. (laughs) Do you remember when you were really young, pretending to be a fireman or a policeman, a superhero, a mommy or a daddy, a cook, maybe cleaning up the house, an athlete, copying people you might grow up to be? I remember... When I was a young girl growing up in Northern California, that maybe I could be discovered as a singer or actress. I watched the Mickey Mouse Club and I pretended that I was, if you remember, Annette Funicello, who had beautiful curly, I mean, beautiful curly hair. She was a beautiful young, young child. And I wanted to sing and dance just like her maybe even become her. (laughs) I took ballet lessons, and then I tried to teach ballet to my friends. I pretended to have a classroom full of students. I even had a roll call list so I could take attendance to make sure they were there. These are just a couple of little personal examples of testing some possibilities or dreaming of what I might become as I grew up. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we were fortunate to celebrate the graduation of several members of our congregation. And as a member of the scholarship committee, I got to hear firsthand about some future plans, not only hopes and dreams, but some apprehension as they strike out on their own. Some graduates are going to college while others are moving into the workforce. And we even have one going into the military Well, like those of us who came before them, they'll have some choices before them, decisions to make. They're only at the beginning of the journey of their lives. What am I going to do with my life? What job will I take? Who will I marry? How will we choose to raise a family? Where will we live? And why will we live there? These are just a few of the questions these young people will be faced with, just as you and I had to answer those as we tried to fill our hopes and dreams. Many of us are even in a place in our lives where we've experienced fulfilled dreams and careers, and maybe even more than one of them, and had satisfactory lives. We've had jobs we liked or maybe we didn't like, and we made some changes. We may have families and the children are now grown and living on their own. And on our journeys through life, hopefully we have had more successes than failures. And the dreams that we had were either fulfilled or changed along the way due to circumstances that changed the path we were on. 
Some folks even make a bucket list of things that they want to check off as they move through life. These bucket lists may be another form of hopes and dreams. So how do we measure these successes? Well, some dictionary defines success as the accomplishment of aims or purposes, using synonyms such as successful result or triumph. I like this one, Hollywood ending. Or the attainment of popularity or, or profit, synonyms being prosperity, affluence, wealth, riches, luxurious wealth. Another definition was a person or thing that achieves desired aims or attains prosperity. Synonyms being triumph, bestseller, blockbuster, sellout, winner, star, superstar, celebrity, even a big household name. Everybody knows who you are. Not sure we all want to be those. Antonyms of success are some of the words mentioned were failure. Poverty, flop, being a nobody. So how do we know if or when our dreams are fulfilled? Well, from personal experience, I believe I've had a successful, fulfilled life, fortunate in many ways. Because I grew up in a stable home, thankfully having loving and Christian parents, I received a good education. I have a wonderful mate a wonderful marriage and family, and even those in my extended family are pretty cool too. I worked in a positive, in lots of positive work environments as we moved through life, and I lived in and am currently living in a great community. Now, it hasn't always been perfect. There were hurdles to overcome now and then, but it has been good. And I know I'm content, and I feel good about the life I have. So, so far, I've shared thoughts about success as we might consider from a fairly worldly perspective. And so maybe we should look at how our dreams might be fulfilled from a different perspective. I'm going to read to you from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 18 and verses 23 through 24. Much of this will be very familiar to you, but I'm reading it from the message. So here goes. Oh God, get me out of here away from this evil. Protect me from these vicious people. Oops, wrong, 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 wrong. I'm in the previous, the the next one. Here, I'm going to start over. 139, verse 1. God, Investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you, even from a distance. You know what I'm thinking. You know when I leave and when I get back. I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there. Then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going, this is too much. Too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit? To be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on morning's wings to the far western horizon, 
You'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. Then I said to myself, oh, he, sees even, he even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. Oh, yes. You shaped me first, inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something, like an open book. You watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful. God, I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sand of the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and live always with you. And please, God, do away with the wickedness for good. All, excuse me, I want to scoot down here. Investigate my life, oh God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. Each of us are marvelously made in the image of God the Father, who knows us inside and out, body, mind, heart, and soul. Each of us are made for a purpose, to live with and for our Creator. We all have spheres of influence and experience which come from being sons and daughters, brothers or sisters, fathers or mothers, Grandparents, in-laws, uncles, aunts, and cousins, friends, acquaintances, neighbors, mentors, bosses, employees, and the list might go on. All of these people who weave throughout our lives help us make choices, decisions, and determine our belief systems. Most important, we can be an influence on the choices, decisions, beliefs of those who are in our spheres of influence. But most importantly, The more in tune or close we are in our relationship with our creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, the more we will be influenced to follow the path of potential he has set for us. It's amazing how we are all made so remarkably similar yet are so different in what we like, in what we do, what we enjoy, what we're good at or not so good at and what we desire to do with our lives. That's kind of, thank goodness we're not all exactly the same, right? Or like the same things. As we become more closely aware of God's love for us, we become more tuned in to responding as a child of God and the potential we have to chase after the dreams he has placed in our hearts. The things of earth which have consistently called us to become less important called us become less important to us 
and we are more inclined to find the joy and the peace and the contentment in being the person and doing the things that he created us to be and to do. I recently read an article written by a Sean McAvoy who had been a camp counselor in his 20s. It was called Seven Lessons from Summer Camp, which I thought was kind of particularly good for this time of year. But the very first lesson that he wrote about was God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And he got that from 2 Timothy 3.12. When we are chasing a dream, we generally chase one in which we feel qualified, using a gift or talent we know that we have or we have experience with. When we choose God to be the director, the leader, the encourager of our lives, hopes, and dreams, we might be called to do something quite out of our comfort zone, like me standing here before you right now as a speaker. When we seek him, he shows us how we can be used in our family, in our community. He might even lead us to a mission in a way that we may have never expected. For instance, I have the privilege of sharing with the children on most Sundays a little lesson about God's love and blessings when we follow him. And I also have the privilege of watching my granddaughter a couple of days each month over in Seattle. And another article that came to my attention recently was 10 Things Grandchildren Need to Hear by Rhonda Stopp, an author and speaker. And here's the list that she provided. To let our children, our grandchildren know, I'm so glad God made you. I will always listen to you. You are precious. God loves you. Number five says, God has a plan for your life. Let them know that. Loving God is the secret to loving others. Be quick to forgive. Be content. I'm praying for you. And tell others about the hope of Jesus. God has a plan for your life. I think that these are suggestions that we can use not just in visiting with our grandchildren, but connecting with our children and even friends and neighbors and people that come into our life. So as we... Focus on these suggestions. Hopefully our children and grandchildren and others we're connected to will see how much God and we care for them so they will see God's gift of potential in them. A children's song by Bill and Gloria Gaither talks about children being under, construct- being under construction. And we've sung it here a time or two throughout our lives. We, all of us, our kids under construction because we're children of God. We're kids under construction. And some of the words that are in the verses suggest that the Lord isn't finished with us yet. We're more than an accident without a cause. We're part of his purpose and part of his plan. He knows our names. Because we are under construction, we need to try to remember to be patient and kind and allow him to help us be more like him. I want to read to you 
a portion of Psalm 16 also, uh, verses 5 through 11. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is filled with joy and my mouth shouts his praise. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your godly one to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence. And I don't think we have to wait until we get to heaven to make that opportunity when we follow him. God gives us all we need. God guides us. God is present. God makes us secure and protects us. God leads us to the path, the path, on the path to life. And in his presence, there is joy and pleasure always. You are all familiar, I'm sure, with the verse in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you hope for. And I know that, that he was talking to the Israelites who had not been very obedient at the time, but I see that as a real verse of hope for us all. So as we chase our dreams, let's try our best to chase the ones God has planned for us so that we can realize his potential for us and be on the path guided by the one who knows us best. There's a song that um, I recently heard on the radio called God of All My Days by Casting Crowns. The words share how we can lean on God and as the refrain says, each step I take, you make a way, and I will give you all my praise. My seasons change, you stay the same. You're the God of all my days. We, we're, you you want to try it this way? Okay. We, we were going to post it up here, but somehow it didn't want to work, so... I'm going to play it for you. I came to you with my heart in pieces and found a God with healing in his hands. I turned to you everything behind me and found the God who makes all things new. I look to you, drowning in my questions, and found the God who holds all wisdom. 
Thank you for listening today. And uh, I just pray that each of you has a dream that has been fulfilled or soon will be. Thank you in Jesus' name.